Hey team, this is Wayne Smith and this is the Olympia Boxing Podcast. Hope you're all good out there and uh, everyone's been getting on all right. Now some restrictions are being lifted and we're allowed to do a little bit more. I see there's lots of people out there getting into their exercise, which is fantastic. Sorry I've been quiet for the last couple of weeks. We haven't been able to get a podcast out. I I usually hold myself accountable and uh, like to get at least one out a week, but I'm sure you will forgive me. My wife gave birth at the beginning of July. Um, We had a lovely little girl called Esme, six pound five. So as you can imagine, with a toddler running around and everything, um, yeah, I haven't my time has been spent elsewhere so please forgive me i'm sure you will uh, so i'm back this week and we've got a fantastic guest so i've brought on i thought i've gone a little bit different this week as in um not from your traditional boxing or anything like that but from a business point of view this time now i'm involved with a social media group and this is where i've met this uh, phenomenal lady called jeanette limpfer now jeanette she's um She's got multiple businesses uh, in, in mentoring, in property, uh, and other areas. And I've got her on to tell her story. Now, Jeanette used to be the uh, CEO of Travel with Tui, Thomas Cook, First Choice, and Saga. So uh, she's got great experience in business, and she's a very successful lady. But most of all, it's down to due to her, she does a lot of mentoring. I've done a mentoring session with her. I've got another one coming up soon, and I'm looking forward to um, hopefully working with Jeanette on a long-term basis and having her mentor me with business so because she's very successful in what she does and she's got a great track record for what she does but she's got a remarkable story so i thought let's get her on so she can tell her story and um and everyone can get to meet her and maybe other people can get the opportunity to work with her she's just released a brand new podcast called brave bold brilliant and uh, she's got some great guests on there and it's really good she's gone from like the the big board boardroom tables to your startups on the dining room table i love that that little quote that she's got so yeah guys please sit back with a cup of tea and enjoy this podcast hey jeanette how you doing I'm excellent. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Yeah, no problem. No, thank you for coming on. It's great to have you on. It's a little bit out of the norm of what I usually do, but obviously, I obviously chat with you most days now on social media. So thought, right, why not get you on as well, especially as you've just released your new fantastic podcast. I thought, what a good way to just get you talking, get you on here as well. So you're out in sunny Spain, only you're in Mallorca at the moment. I am indeed, yes. Yeah. So um, I'm enjoying a bit of sunshine, but also sort of being able to work remotely as well. And that's the wonder of technology, isn't it? You know, yeah. we have Zoom calls like this. So really, if you set yourself up in the right way, you can run your business from anywhere. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of work and play for me right now. Good on you. Don't blame you. It's better than being here, that's for sure. No, absolutely. (laughs) Have a lot of fun out there. So then, Jeanette, so if we get in, I'm going to, instead of me talking, I'm going to ask you and you can tell listeners, who is Jeanette Linfoot? Well, where do I start, Wayne? Yeah, where do you start? You've got lots going on, so it's interesting <laughs> to let everyone know. Indeed. Well, you know, I mean, I, um, I'm a Mancunian originally by, uh, by uh, background. You can probably tell from my northern tones. 
Um, so I started out life in Manchester, which is where all my family still are today, actually. And uh, I was the youngest of three daughters. Um, so, you know, had a great, a great childhood, actually, but um, very much from a very working class family. You know, we had a lot of love in the house, but we didn't have a lot of money growing up. Um, but I was lucky enough to be the, well, the only one in my family at the time to go to university way back when. I'm mean, showing my age now because I'm going back <laughs> to the 90s now, okay? <laughs> but uh, so I went to university, went to Leeds and did a degree in economics um, and amazingly came out with the first uh, class honours degree way back then. Well done. Yeah, I know. As, as I worked hard and played hard way, both ends of the candle, you know, but um, yeah, so I, and, but when I graduated in 93, there was a big recession on, so it's not different, but not that dissimilar to kind of what we're facing now in a way. Yeah. So, you know, I was applying for loads, hundreds of jobs, actually. Um, and I was struggling to get to get anything, uh, even though I had a good degree, you know. So I, I guess it's a bit of a lesson in life, isn't it? You just have to be very persistent. Mm. Um, so eventually I did get offered a proper job. So uh, and that was as a government economist down in Whitehall. So, of course, Whitehall's in London, not in Manchester. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I made the move to London uh, and I did a classic Northerner and I said, oh, I'll stay there for two or three years. And then 25 years later, I'm still... Never here. left. <laughs> <laughs> but I love, I love, I love being in, the, in London, but I'm very proud of my, you know, my kind of uh, working class roots in Manchester. Yeah. So, so, you know, I, uh, I was, did that for a couple of years and then I essentially jumped into the travel industry where I spent most of my career um, and, you know, worked for some big organisations that you'll, you'll probably be aware of, uh, the Brands Thompson, First Choice, Thomas Cook, TUI, um, and, you know, kind of progressed really through uh, various organisations. So worked my way up from the bottom, if you like, um, yeah. being on the graduate scheme to ultimately becoming CEO of the travel division for Saga, where I had four businesses that I ran, yep. um, and they were pretty big businesses, you know, 370 million turnover, 17 wow. people. Um, before that, I was the managing director of uh, the emerging markets for TUI. So I um, bought and ran businesses in Russia, China, India, so travel businesses. Yeah, and yeah international role and lots of different cultures and business environments to work with um, international superstar there right <laughs> well i don't know about that but <laughs> it was it was an interesting time of my career i bet it was yeah <laughs> if someone had said to me when i was um product director at first choice in the uk your next job how do you fancy going to russia you know i mean i never would have thought of yeah it. But um, opportunities come along, don't they? And I think if you can grab them and keep an open mind, then great things can happen. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so, so I decided to jump out of the travel, well, the corporate world, shall I say, about two and a half years ago. So I left uh, Saga and I took a bit of time to think about what do I want to do next? And essentially where I am today is that you know, I have a, a collection of my own businesses now. So I wanted really to be more entrepreneurial, to be in control of my own destiny more. Um, so the businesses that I have now, I've got three main businesses. So one of them is a bit of an extension of my corporate life from before, if you like. So I 
advise private equity clients and corporate clients on mergers and acquisitions. So if they're looking to buy a travel or hospitality business, I'll work with them on the deal, advise them how much they should pay. Is it a good business, bad business, all of that kind of stuff. Because I've ran those kind of businesses. Yeah, yeah. So I, know, I know what good looks like. Um, so that's one of my businesses, the, business, the board advisory work. Second business is my property investment business with my partner, Chris, and we invest in residential properties, primarily in Manchester, my hometown. Mm. Uh, and that's all about creating long-term assets for ourselves, as well as it cash flowing positively, you know, from day one. And then the third business I have is my mentoring business where we've sort of had conversations, Wayne, in the past. Um, yeah, yeah. Where I, I work closely with individuals to help them fulfill their potential, really. So I'm very passionate about that. And, and uh, I love to be able to see people flourish and thrive. And then most recently, as you said, this week, in fact, I've launched my podcast. My yeah. Podcast brilliant podcast so that's um, I've listened to all of them as well I've just finished the last one did you oh, fantastic and when you released uh, I listened I was sat in the office I had them just playing one after the other and I literally listened to the lat you released one was it this morning or yesterday yes. wasn't it this the morning yeah. yeah that one yeah. I finished about probably an hour ago like that I was listening I'm to impressed. it there I'm very go. impressed so, Wayne. someone that's already listened to all of them so there you go they were very good Ooh. very good no, so that was half of the reason why like getting you on here like obviously not just like your your ultimate experience in through business and everything and everything that you've achieved there but like the one thing like i've had lots of chats with you like we had the one-to-ones with the mentoring we've got one coming up as well um yeah. and and your experience of what you've done with mentoring people because obviously i mentor young people like to become sports coaches and boxing coaches but you're mentoring on life and and, and different aspects but we get, i'm taking things from you that i'm using for my my stuff you know and and everything like that so i thought that was probably why a good reason to get you on here to explain because i know there's a lot of our listeners that um, are either boxing coaches themselves that mentor young people or just uh, in, in the community that are mentoring people mm. uh, just to, to improve their lives and stuff. So I thought it was a fantastic way to, to get you talking, um, get you on here to talk and talk about your mentoring. So you've like, was you mentoring before you worked, uh, when, before you went out on your own or was you, was you doing, I suppose that was part of your role in your previous jobs, wasn't it as well? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing, Wayne, you know, I mean, I've been mentoring people for God, I don't know, 15 yeah. years plus, you know, in different capacities. Without I, even knowing it sometimes, isn't it? Sometimes formally, sometimes informally, you know, and, and it's something that I've always really enjoyed. And, you know, I just think that the, if you can surround yourself with the right people and you've got someone there that can help you almost find what the next step is for you in your journey you know whether you're someone starting out in a career or a sporting world like you are with 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 the uh, the kids that you mentor if you've got someone there to kind of help support guide give you accountability and a bit mm. of a encouragement but also call you out if you're not doing really what you should be doing yeah that's a great thing to do for someone you know and i've always had um, been very lucky that I've had coaches and mentors at different times in my life at different points of my career and business life that have really made a massive difference so the fact that I can do that for other people based on 15 years of doing it but now in a bit more of a, a sort of context of my own business then that's great to be honest mm. um, you know and I, I think to your point around you know sports versus business versus life 
the core principles are the same really aren't they yeah 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 100 percent. so there's a lot you know i mean actually i think the the business world takes a lot from the sporting world mm. about how to you know focus on incremental on incremental gains and you know and just that winning mentality and that focus and drive and determination to be the best athlete you can be or be the best coach you can be and a lot of that translates perfectly well into the world of business mm -hmm. ironically mm -hmm. wouldn't think it would but it absolutely does um so yeah so that's kind of why i do it i do it because i love it and i've i've got you know some quite a lot of experience of it over the years working with diff all different levels of people men women some are early career stages some people at sort of the back end of their careers and want to almost wind down a little bit yeah yeah see I've, i heard that listen to one of the podcasts where you were talking about you actually you actually help people wind down as well which is <laughs> fascinating because because some people think of mentoring as as it is just a case of bringing someone up isn't it like and and reaching the top taking it to improve people but sometimes it's the other way around isn't it it's that people have have been up here for years and they're actually wanting to retire like come down and retire but they don't know how to let go and start yeah. bringing their self down because they're, they're so they're so used to being up there aren't they so it's, yeah. it's the right way as well yeah and, and 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 again you know i think if you've been in a certain area or career or um role whether it's in business sports or whatever you know very often that can define who you are mm. as a person and but the reality is it's what you do not who you are and i think sometimes people struggle to sort of think oh well what's the next chapter for me you know what if i haven't got that and i've been so used to that for so many years what am i all about in this next mm. phase of my life and it could and be about yes yeah, that, that rings true like no like people in our world in the boxing world that doesn't that rings truer like it's to say any elite sportsman any sportsman when they come to the end of their career like they, they've been doing this like these like boxers and, and same as any sport really they've been doing this since they were eight nine years old and they get to 30 35 and they're finishing their career they some yeah. of them are made some of them are lucky they might be even the ones that are made that don't have to go out and do a day's work in their life because they've, they've made their millions and they can retire they're, sometimes they're the worst ones because they finished they've got nothing to get up for they've got all yeah. the money in the bank they've got the big house they've got the cars and go on holiday as much as they want but they've got no drive left have they like they've come and they have to learn that why what's next what's next what are we going to get up to now like, and that, that's why we see such a lot of people fall and struggle isn't it yeah, I think you're right. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of almost defining, defining yourself in that next phase. And, um, you know, whether you're at the start or at the end, it, mm. it really doesn't matter. But I think very often, sometimes our ego can get in the way as well. You know, if mm -hmm. you're used to having a certain, you know, if you've been at the t as a top athlete at the top of your game, winning gold medals and trophies and everything, all of a sudden when you haven't got that anymore because you've reached retirement at whatever age and in the sporting world that can be quite young can't it? yeah yeah maybe even only 30s or even younger sometimes mm. if you're going to average life expectancy for a guy i think is 82 in the mm. uk now and it's 85 for a woman by the way <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah you do more work than us <laughs> well i think we're more resilient definitely. i just watched my wife give birth that's definitely more resilient than i am <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god but yeah exactly so you could have another 50 years ahead of you yeah you know? yeah so how do you sort of put your ego to one side and and accept but still strive for for what's next you know and a lot of sporting people can often you know if they're if they're clever with it they can transition out quite well can't they and they might start mm. some business ventures or they might go into presenting or they might decide to get into property or you know yeah. But a lot of it is around how does that make us feel as individuals? Because you want to feel good and like valued and recognized, you know, so it's a fascinating area, I think. Mm, Yeah, no, it really is. It's absolutely. So what what kind of challenges have you have come up to you while you've been mentoring? Um, Well, I think for me personally or for my mentees, Wayne, just to clarify, do you mean for me? Uh, For you when you're mentoring. So, yeah, I suppose for you, for challenges that you're that you've faced that you've had to work out right how do we get this person overcoming that do you know like yeah 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 so as a mentor what what challenges do i face yeah uh, yeah people yeah i mean i think the thing is um everyone is different and i always work on a very bespoke basis because everyone's at a different position of their life they've got different backgrounds they've got different objectives and i think as a as a mentor it's really important to not apply a one-size-fits-all you have to really take the time the investment in the relationship do a lot of listening um and you know you've got you've got one of these two two one thousand two years you know use them in that order and i think as a mentor it's really critical that you listen very carefully you understand the individual so that you don't just try and what apply something that works for someone else to to that that other individual um so i think that's a bit of a watch out to make to really understand and make sure that you're uh, you know you're helping that person in a very bespoke way um, I mean, sometimes I think it can be quite challenging because, you know, I mean, you'll know this yourself, Wayne, that as a mentor, you play, you play a key role and it's a key area of responsibility. But ultimately, you can't do the work for the mentee. They mm. have to take the action themselves. Yeah. And you're there to support, guide, give them the tools, maybe ask some probing questions to help them come up with the right solutions for themselves. But ultimately they have to take the action. And I think sometimes that can be quite challenging as a mentor because you might see it quite clearly. You know, you're more impartial. You're not so in the moment as the mentee who might be working through some of this stuff. You can see the solutions quite easily sometimes as a mentor, but ultimately you can't do it for them. So you have to be able to, if you have a mentee who maybe isn't taking the action that they should do, or they're, they're not training in the way that you're expecting them to, Wayne, you know, in the context of the, yeah. the kids that you work with, you, I think you have to be quite creative and flexible to find, to try and navigate what are those blockers? Why are they not taking the action? Either have you misunderstood what's really going on, or is there something else that's standing in their way? So to try and tease that out and, yeah. and take one step at a time, break it down into manageable chunks. So, so yeah, I think it's the challenges are around being um, very attuned to, to those nuances, I would say. Excellent. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, and, and that's it. Like you said, it's down to the individual, isn't it? Like, and, and there is, because there's many ways of learning and you just have to break down them barriers, don't you, and open it up. But also ask yourself the same question as well, isn't it? Like you said, understand, have you understood what they've, what they've told you and how you, how you then act on it? 
no, that's fantastic. Yeah. So you, like, I know like, from our conversations, you're very keen at keeping fit and everything, aren't you? So do you, do you implement that a lot into your days? 100%. For me, yeah. it's, it's a hygiene factor. You mm -hmm. know, I have to train every day. Well, yeah. I might have the odd day off, you know, maybe yeah. one day a week I'm out. But I have to train every day. Uh, because otherwise I just don't feel on my game you know mm -hmm. I just I don't have the same energy levels so for me it's part of my daily routine you know whether it's a run or you know a session in the gym um, yeah. or whether it's doing a I don't know at the moment we've been quite creative doing lots of Tabata sessions Maybe, you know yeah yeah YouTube. and then you've got to vary your training up haven't you because otherwise you know you just your body gets used to a certain it's stagnant as well doesn't exactly. it yeah so, so that variety flex. I've started taking up road biking as well. So Brilliant. I'm yeah. cycling, which I'm struggling with a little bit because it's new and I'm having to push myself out of my comfort zone, you know, clipping in and out of the bloody yeah. things. And, yeah, oh, I haven't got to that yet because, you know, I'm doing the <laughs> mountain biking at the minute because I've got that challenge coming up in five weeks. I've got a 50 miler ahead of me on Sunday. So I'm just letting my legs rest today to get ready yeah. for that but after that i'm gonna hit the roads so like i'm enjoying that but i haven't got the clicks yet um no. I'm a few people even this week i've seen a few people saying i had the dreaded fall over at the uh, traffic lights they just oh. got to everyone unclipped and just fallen <laughs> this is it so but again it's it, you know it's a lot of a lot of lessons in that isn't yeah. there and yeah. pushing yourself out of your comfort zone don't be afraid to fall off you know you might fall off but mm. get on the bike yeah, that's right, so yeah. analogies for life i think so for me you know the exercise is absolutely critical and you know but i wasn't always like that way you know when i was younger um i definitely wasn't as into the training i would say it's probably been the last 15 15 years or something so i was probably a bit of a late developer if you yeah. like that. yeah yeah um, but it makes such a difference not only the physical benefits but for me the sort of psychological benefits, you know, healthy body, healthy mind. Yeah, of course, yeah. You're more, you're more aware, aren't you? And you're more driven. Like, I find the same. If I if I, I try now and I, I, I've actually, like, you know, like when you're like following Rob, like we do, and, and everything, yes. you're picking up stuff. And there's parts like where I schedule my day and it works. It's, it's amazing. Like if you actually do it, 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 it's amazing. And then you get complacent, you let it all go. And then you think, oh, you're pulling your hair out. Going, Why haven't I got this done? Why haven't I got that done? And then like yeah. the last couple of weeks, I've since coming back from paternity leave, I scheduled everything. I've scheduled like my times of office, what I'm going to be doing in the office instead of just having a list and looking at it. I've been scheduling everything. And um, one big thing I've done is because obviously I've got two little ones now, um, evening times are just it's a no-go I'm not going to get out in the evening apart like we've just opened the club up so my mm. cycling like to get these hours in and going to the gym is in the morning now so that's my first thing that's after I've dropped one of the little enough to childminder it's straight to the gym and yeah. then I'll go into work and do stuff like that do you do do you have a morning routine like that is yeah definitely I'm much better in the morning when it comes yeah. to training I, I I just find I've got this thing about I just like being sort of up and out and doing stuff before the rest of the world wakes up. Mm -hmm. Just kind of, it, it's just peaceful. It's kind of just time on my own. It's You're sexy. left alone, aren't you, as well? Yeah, and, 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 but I think equally, not everyone is a morning person, you know. Mm. So I think it's about being in tune with 
what, where your energy levels are, what's right for you. Some people you know, are much better in the evening. For me, if I've not trained in the morning, I know that the chances of me forcing myself out at night, uh, when it's, yeah. especially in the winter, when it's dark and miserable, it's just not going to happen. Same you know? as me, same as me. Well, by so the time I think we you have get to be to quite the, attuned. Yeah, get to the evening. By the time we get to the evenings, I mean, I'm in the club with the boxers. So that, that's, exactly. that's me. Like, everyone thinks that that's quite active. It's not. It's a lot of that. That's what it is. It's a lot of shouting. <laughs> like, there might be some pad work involved and stuff. But, but apart from that, it's a lot of shouting and talking and stuff. Like, it's not actually me doing. So I have to get my stuff done in the morning to keep yeah. me going. But it sets me up better for the day. It's, it's 100%. And, you hear so many people say it and and it's so easy to fall out of that but when you do it you, you get you're far more productive aren't you yeah i think it just has to become part of your everyday routine mm. part of life it's a bit like healthy eating isn't it yeah i mean diet diets don't work you know they just no. don't you know you lose a load of weight then you put it all back on and you, you know yo-yo and i think exercise is a bit like that you know people go oh, i'm gonna get fit i'm gonna join the gym and then two weeks in you know come february everyone january they all have the new year's resolutions come february probably like 70 percent of people have stopped going to the gym yeah, and they're paying yeah, yeah. in membership for like it's costing them they're not using it so i think it just has to become part and parcel of your life and then mm. when it is it feels really out of kilter if you don't do it as yeah, opposed to you know, yeah. like you're forcing yourself to do it. So no, it's a massive part of my life, Wayne. And my other half, Chris, as well, he's super active. You know, he comes from a sort of semi-professional sports background originally. He was a personal trainer. He played okay, football. Yeah. And so for him, it's much more ingrained from an early age of being a kid. Yeah. Um, has been for me but we definitely we're both quite competitive so we encourage each other as well which is Do you? brilliant yeah so you bounce <laughs> off each other yeah no excellent good so you, you're chasing it you're you're leading the pack on the bike then yeah so you're out there pushing that making him chase you it, to be honest it's the other way around I, <laughs> i'm more like the cow's tail to be honest at the back but i'm but i'm trying to catch and thinking i've got to catch yeah. him catch him <laughs> yeah no brilliant excellent no so so before we go on to your podcast like let's talk about your property investing because you've got a good yeah. portfolio haven't you up in manchester yeah yeah that's right so i mean we've um we've sort of done bits and bobs in property over the years but then i would say when i came out of saga in my corporate world and we decided we were really wanted to get into property in a serious way we set our business up in order to do that properly so you know we we got educated um you know as you know part you know progressive property etc yeah. so we did some training there and then we also signed up for their vip um, mentoring program so again another aspect mm. of mentoring and how we're being mentored by rob moore and mark homer directly who were the two founders of progressive so that's helped us hugely you yeah. know one it's allowed us to technically do things in the right way you know in the way that we invest and set things up but it also um it's made us a lot more ambitious because i can see the potential so you know we're on our journey you know we've still got a long way to go but essentially we're buying we do we're buy, doing buy to lets um, residential in manchester using the sort of the buy refurbish refinance model so we buy a property we have a team that will do all the renovation for us and refurbishment. And then we, obviously the value is higher. You've added value. So then we yeah. refinance it and take as much of the money out as possible. And then essentially put tenants in for the long term. Um, and they, and it's passive income then because that 
you know, the tenant pays the mortgage cost. Yeah. And you've got you've got passive income coming off it. So yeah, that's that's the simple model. We are about to expand into um, what you call HMOs, which are homes with multiple mm-hmm. occupants. Um, and yeah, longer term, I'd like to be doing bigger things like you know commercial conversions. But yeah, is that is that your aim? You're going to end up there, are you? I yeah. think so. I think so. But equally, I think the key is to not get distracted with lots of different things, you know, kind of focus on one yeah. core area, get that going well and then start to expand. And this um, is one of the things that you convinced me the last time we spoke, because I had a million things going off in my head yeah. and I didn't know which direction I was going. And I managed to close everything down that, that didn't matter at, at that Excellent. exact time and then just get back to doing what I, what I enjoy and what I love and then look at other avenues. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's a common problem. I mean, if you are, if you're entrepreneurial, mm. um, you know, I think it's a natural thing to always be looking for opportunities and that's not a bad thing. It is a good thing, but you also need to make sure you're following through with things and you're not just yeah. getting distracted by, you know, all oh, that sounds great. I'll follow that over there. So how our business has evolved is we've got the core strategy of the buy to let's, we're then doing the expat sort of adjacent to that, the starting to move into HMOs. And we've now got a, a deal packaging business as well, where mm-hmm. just because of we're doing what we're doing, people have approached us and said, oh, listen, could you help us as well? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so that's kind of where we are, but we still at the core is the main strategy of the buy to let's, you mm-hmm. know, um, and so it's, it's trying not to get distracted. So yeah, it's an exciting time for us. Uh, we're really Brilliant. pleased how things are going. Yeah, it's cool. Excellent. No, good stuff. No, I'll chat. We'll be chatting more about that when we're offline. I'm sure we will. Indeed. Happy <laughs> so to help. Yeah, that's it. So let's talk about the brilliant podcast then. Brave, bold, brilliant. Exactly what it is. So let's talk about that. So has it been a yeah. long time coming? Long time coming to get it set up? You know, not really, no, to be honest. No. I mean, I, this has all happened um, in the last couple of months. To so be honest. We just thought, oh, I'm going to run with it and off you went, yeah. I just thought, well, to be honest, I was doing quite a lot on social media. And again, this is the value of having a mentor. I mean, I know we, you know, your your mentoring is in the in the sporting world, but mm-hmm. the mentors that I that we've got with Rob Moore and Mark Homer, as you know, Rob Moore is very, very big on social media and marketing and personal brand. So he'd um, I guess for me, I needed to redefine myself a little bit coming out of the corporate world where I was very well known as the CEO of large travel businesses at TUI and Saga and et cetera. But now I'm in a different phase of my life. You know, I'm in my mid 40s. I, I want to be and I am a more rounded businesswoman, if you like. Yeah. And of course, I'm, I'm my own boss now so I can do what I want to do, essentially. But Rob helped me with the mentoring to kind of helped me reposition my brand and to get myself out there on social media. So I started doing quite a lot of content, just really to be helpful to people, to be honest, you know, things that, I, that I've thought about or have helped me in the past. And that's going really well. And then almost as an extension, Rob said to me, well, you know, have you thought about doing a podcast? Because you've got a lot of content here. You've yeah. got, I've got like 25 years, well, nearly 30 years in business and in life. <laughs> bit longer the eight years in life um you know so why not why not sort of you know think about a podcast so it was literally less than two months ago so then i came came up with the concept um and just kind of really educated myself again um i'm still learning as well you know it's very early stages to me but the the concept behind it is 
I'm fascinated by how I firmly believe that everyone has greatness within them in whichever field, whether yeah. it's the sporting world, whether it's the business world, whether it's personal development, whatever. But there's a lot of people never fulfill their potential. Yeah, fully and agree with that. You know, and that could be mindset, it could be a whole bunch of reasons. But you know, we only have one life, don't we? So we mm. want to count. So for me, the podcast about brave, bold, brilliant. Brave is the idea that, you know, just push yourself out of your comfort zone and make a start. Bold is all about the impact and, you know, try and have the, the biggest impact you can in whatever you're trying to do. And then brilliant is, is sort of when everything aligns, you know, and you're yeah. really on fire. So it's, it's, this, it's, this, it's sort of this fascinating discussion around how do you fulfill your potential in life and live the dreams and be the person you want to be. Um, so, you know, it's a combination of solo episodes from me. Uh, but also interviews with interesting guests. And obviously it's, it's sort of business entre entrepreneurship, self-development focus. Yeah. Um, so the idea is, you know, from the boardroom tables of big international businesses to the dining room tables of entrepreneurs. Yeah, I love that saying. I love that saying. Yeah. I it's brilliant. Um, and how do, we, how do we grab opportunities? You know, how do we deal with challenges and things that don't go well? Um, how can we take risks? But also, really importantly for me, I mean, I'm a, just a down-to-earth working-class girl from Manchester. How do you stay true to your values through mm -hmm. all of that? Um, and that's basically the concept of the podcast. podcast. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's it's early days. We're on day five. We only went live on Monday. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Is, it, is it available everywhere now on all platforms? Yeah, so we're on um, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts. So yeah, pretty much the, the main, those are the main Yeah, platforms. it's all got it out there, yeah. Yeah, no, so you can download it. So I went it's live. It's good fun doing them though as well, isn't it? Brilliant yeah. fun doing them, isn't it? Well, you get to meet and meet and chat to just really interesting people. Yeah. I mean, like, this is a lot, I and mean, I'm loving this conversation, Wayne, because your background is so different to mine, but yet yeah. we've got common yeah. things to talk about. You That's know, it's right, just, yeah nice opportunity to do that yeah yeah no that's right and that's what i thought what a great idea to ask you to come on this as well because it's different to what we to what what i generally talking with with other boxing coaches or other people mm. and it's another aspect to our podcast that, that people might pick up some good stuff and then and then they might start following you hopefully they start following you as well and picking up picking up more stuff like and help it's all helpful isn't it it's all information yeah. but the um like you say yours wasn't long in long in the tooth as in to get started mine was mine was ages i wanted to do it for such a long time but never all it was was clearly was nerves or confidence or what yeah. i just didn't I just kept saying, I'm going to start one. I'm going to start one. I'm going to start one. Because it was getting bigger, wasn't it, podcasts, over the last couple yeah. of years. It started out really small. And I started listening to podcasts. And that's where I came across Rob Moore, obviously. And yeah. um, I was listening to all the podcasts. And I then started, like, I get in my van now. The ra I've not listened to the radio in I don't know how long. Like, I never, it's a podcast all the time. Same when I'm sitting in my office. It's all that's on this podcast. Yeah. Just listening. And um, I was like, I'm going to do a podcast like this, but never got going with it. And then a friend of mine started the Boxing Coaches podcast. And um, I went, he's done it. I've got to do it now. And that was it. And it took <laughs> me 
I'm not joking. The first, the first episode, I think the first episode took me about six hours, and it was only 45 minutes long. <laughs> it took me about six hours. I don't like that. Delete, delete. Because I didn't realise that you could just edit things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Start again, delete, start again. But now, now I've got them going. It's, it's like I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Like in the last two days, I've done five. Because uh, I'm just yeah. banking them all up and then release them stuff, but I've done yeah. five. But I enjoy doing them now, it's, and it's easy. And now, like, I'm trying to get more and more people to come on as guests, and um, yeah. yeah, it's just good fun, isn't it? Good fun. Oh, completely. And also, I just think, you know, for what you're doing, where you are literally changing young people's lives, mm. you know, with what you do, um, mm. to be able to reach them through another medium as well, because you know, I guess when you're doing your coaching and training and mentoring of, of young people in the sporting, you know, in the boxing world. Okay, you can do one to however many in a class, mm-hmm. but it's still a relatively limited number that you can physically do at any yeah. one time. Yeah. Whereas with your podcast, you know, all that inspiration, it's a it's one to many strategy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so can reach a lot of people and get kind of get out there with with whatever inspirational you know, discussions you have with people. So I just think that's such a valuable thing to do. And I mean, good on you for, for you know, a- acknowledging that you were putting it off and not, not Yeah, getting... oh God, now I knew it, yeah. And I'd like, but you have now, haven't you? You took action, yeah. you took yeah, action. That's and that's right. a great yeah. lesson yeah. itself, you know? Yeah. yeah, one of the main reasons I did it was because of, um, like when I'm contacting, because we work a lot in schools, I can contact a school and I can write an email as long as you're armed telling the benefits of how boxing will help their children in their schools mm. and stuff. But some people only see the word boxing and they forget the rest of the the rest of the email and they don't care about it. They just see one word and they, and they, they don't even look at anything else. So the reason, a good reason for this was was getting teachers on. So I've interviewed right. a few teachers and and now when we contact a school. I, I don't have to do a ginormous email. I can just say, listen, this is what we do. These are links, but here's a great podcast from such yeah. a, this teacher that you know. Listen to what we're doing in their school. And then they play that like that. And that uh, it's been really beneficial that has that that has secured us so many schools because they're hearing it from a teacher's point of view rather than me telling them how good boxing is. So yeah. that was one of the main yeah. reasons. You make a really interesting point, though, here, because because I guess some of this is about role models, isn't it? And actually mm. having advocates and champions for what you're trying to do. And, you know, I mean, I see it a lot where, you know, you're probably I don't know what your male female split is on the boxing side, but you probably That's got 50 more- 50 now like in the community. It's-, it's massive females in boxing now since Nicola Adams. It's it's ginormous. Yeah. It is. It's really but that's fantastic. Up. That's because it wasn't like if you've gone back. No, 10- no, no. It was a male dominant been- sport for years. Even when I was boxing, when I was boxing, there was no girls at all. Exactly. So I think to be able to get into schools early and say, you know, this could be for you, this could be a sport for anyone, whether you're a boy or a girl, yeah. it's important. And um, I mean, I see that in the business world as well. You know, if you take something like aviation, so on, well, you know, on, on the podcast, yeah. I interviewed Chris Brown, OBE, who was the um, chief operating officer of EasyJet. Yeah. And, you know, to be a woman leading an airline is, is very rare, trust me. Yeah, very rare. And, you know, when Chris was at EasyJet, she had a big campaign going into schools to talk to young girls primarily and boys, but, but girls about how becoming a pilot 
is a career choice. It is yeah. an option for girls. Um, you know, in EasyJet, they've gone pretty much from like zero or 1% of pilots being female, and they're now past 20% in just by focusing on it. Wow. And that's one way to go. But that is a massive change in a very male-dominated sector. So again, I think it's, it's, there's some similar analogies to mm. what you're doing around, you know, saying to any gender, this is possible, this is a sport for you, or this is a career choice for you. Yeah. Uh, I think it's brilliant what you're doing, Wayne. I really yeah, do. Yeah, no, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely right. One of the one of the young people that well, there's two two on our last mentoring course were girls, and um, and and they've they've been fantastic. The only thing that stopped them from continuing working with us is the pandemic. That's it. Like, of if course. it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for that, they'd be on the team now, like with their with their role. But unfortunately, with obviously business went boom straight down through yeah. the floor and we're just we're trying to get back up but hopefully we'll be able to bring them back on hopefully if the if the light switch goes on and everything comes back to normal then we'll be able to bring them back so yeah, that's the idea so what does um what does the what does the future hold for Jeanette then <laughs> good question <laughs> well i guess I mean, you know in terms of the businesses that i've got i, I want to grow them um mm -hmm. you know, to, a, to a bigger level than the, they are now so that's i guess more of the same in the property as i say really around doing bigger um projects commercial conversions and things like that further down the track uh, but for the property business you know we're really clear that we want to build um, or we're on track to build a portfolio that's you know, 15 million, so one well five million worth Brilliant. of property. That's what we're aiming for. And of course, we, you know, we're on that journey. So that's quite clear. Um, the mentoring side, you know, again, I love that. So I want to continue to build that up. I mean, I would quite like to be able to reach more people and the podcasting is, is one way to do yeah. that. Um, I'm very passionate about startup businesses as well. So I've just recently joined um, an organization called the Founders Factory. And the Founders Factory is, um, it was set up by a chap called Brent Hoberman, who was the founder of lastminute.com. So when the whole .com, you know, were kind of taken off, he sold last minute, made his millions, and he set, he set up subsequently this Founders Factory. And it brings together corporates with startup businesses so I'm an advisor. So I'm working with these really young, energetic entrepreneurs, how to scale up their business. Brilliant, so I, yeah. I'll do more. I'll continue to do more of that over time. Um, and yeah, I mean, ultimately, I, I just really want to be able to leave as big an impact on this earth as I can. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and to help as many people. And I've always done quite international roles. So I've got the longer term kind of aspiration I have is, you know, I would really like to see, um, I'm a big passionate believer in diversity and inclusion as well, and in particular gender diversity. So I would really love to be able to bring together, you know, entrepreneurial women in developing countries, whether that's India or Thailand or wherever that have small businesses with entrepreneurial women in the UK to kind of help them, you know, essentially support each other. Um, because in some of these small villages, you know, you've got sort of women that are running little cottage industries, but yeah. then can a big difference between, you know, does this provide clean water for the village? You know, can it provide education for, for all the kids? So I've got this sort of bigger goal, if you like, of bringing together the Western world with the sort of more developing world to, to try and help again women girls fulfill their potential in life 
So, brilliant. Excellent. No, good. <laughs> big ideas and big, big dream. That's brilliant. And what you're doing already at the moment is fantastic. Obviously, I follow you every day and, and we chat most days now, don't we, because of the social media group and everything. So it's, um, it's fantastic to see what you're doing, doing a great job. So keep it up, keep it up and keep, keep expanding, keep bringing it all in. Well done. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Wayne. That's very kind of you. Yeah, no, it's brilliant, actually, to have to, to be so well connected between the two of us, you know, because, mm -hmm. you know, and that's the power, isn't it, of social media? And, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it's massive, isn't it? Like, that group yeah. that we've got, like the little group that's set up by Rob, it's, it's amazing. There's some real good eggs on there, isn't there? Like, there's like even organically now, like, do you know, yeah. like, on like uh, posts, everyone's commenting on each other's posts organically without even having to ask now, it's, um, which is fantastic. So long may yeah. it continue, hopefully. So, absolutely, absolutely. So how can people find you, follow you and everything like that? So if you tell the yeah. listeners like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much all over social media, as you say. So, you know, um, on Facebook, Jeanette Linfoot. Um, I've got a business page on there, which is just my name. So Jeanette Linfoot. Um, LinkedIn, Instagram. I've got a YouTube channel, um, which is, again, is just Jeanette Linfoot. So pretty, pretty easy to find. I've got a website, Jeanette Linfoot Associates, where it covers all the various different aspects of what, how I can help people in different business areas. Um, and then, of course, most recently, the Brave, Bold, Brilliant podcast, which is on, you know, uh, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts. So you can reach me wherever you want to reach me, basically. Yeah, that's it. Easy to find, easy to find, <laughs> easy to find, easy to follow. Brilliant. Excellent. Okay, then. So, Jeanette, thank you very much for coming on to the show. And, uh, it, yeah, it's been fab. Hopefully we'll, we'll hook up very soon and, um, yeah, continue our chats. All oh, right. absolutely. Thank Enjoy you, Wayne, for having me. Thank Take you. Care. ta <laughs> Bye. there we have it guys i think that was a fantastic podcast it was great listening to jeanette's story and uh of everything that she's achieved in her life and what she's still aiming to do which is uh, is remarkable and good luck to her um if you'd like to get in contact with jeanette please please go to you can find her on facebook instagram linkedin you've got a youtube channel a website www.jeanettelymphassociates.com um, but please go ahead and listen to her podcast brave bold and brilliant it's on all of the available platforms of apple Podcasts, itunes spotify stitcher google Podcasts. you can find it everywhere so yes guys i hope you enjoyed that and we look forward to getting another great guest out to you to ne next week if you could do us the great honor of of rating and reviewing this podcast this will enable um, the podcast to go out to a wider audience and then we can spread our love and our word uh, if you'd like to follow what we do, our, our website is www.olympiaboxing.co.uk. Our Facebook group is Olympia Boxing CIC. And we are on Instagram and Twitter at Olympia Boxing. Okay, guys, have a great week. And we look forward to talking to you then. Take care. <laughs>